Hi, welcome to This Needs to Be Said, where I record once, probably every year, when I'm bored and I feel like I need to do something productive. I'm Olivia, and what needs to be said today is media and how it influences women's perception of love and romance. Lately, I've been thinking about love, infatuation, or just liking someone in general. You know, having been, been and continue to be ever since my relationship ended on uh, dating apps and just my interactions with men in particular, because I'm straight in general, I came to the conclusion that media, whether it be movies, TV shows, uh, social media, like Instagram, Snapchat, or whatever, um, give women expectations of what love and romance should be and i'm not saying that their expectations are like too high or bad or any way i'm saying that you know a lot of it's the bare minimum but today we are going to talk about different modes of media and how it can influence women's perception of romance and love in general so to start off we're going to talk about titanic and Jack and Rose. So, starting off, Jack is charming and loyal to Rose from the moment he starts to have feelings for her. He sees her, red hair and all, infatuated with her beauty and wants to get to know her. Not the hookup culture we see today. So, he was persistent with his flirting in a non-creepy way, or it's it's perceived as a non-creepy way, and came off as charming. And I think that has to do with his looks. You know, young Leonardo DiCaprio, all the girls swooning over him. I mean, please, let's be real, of course. Um, and that's sort of dobbler, the Dobbler-Dahmer theory that I learned from How I Met Your Mother, where Dobbler, he's the guy from, oh gosh. Oh my gosh, it's this 80s movie. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, the people are going to be screaming, whoever is listening to this, what the movie is. But, oh, say anything. That's what it is. Say anything with the boombox over the head where it's like, oh, all of the persistence is charming because the girl liked him back. But there's a Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer, where if a girl or a person in general doesn't like you back and is still persistent, then it's creepy. And it comes off in a sort of stalkery way. But since Jack is charming and good-looking, it comes off in a good way. Okay, so moving on from the persistence, because that's the majority of the movie, we're going into when the ship started to flood, Jack did everything he could in his power to protect Rose. He He put Rose's safety above his own. And this reminded me of a thing that a lot of women like. And I'm not talking, well, yes, where a person likes to put their safe, where they like to have a person put their safety above their own. Okay, sorry, I don't know if I'm just trying to make sense. But what I was thinking is that there's this thing that girls like where if you're walking down a sidewalk, uh, they like if the guy puts themselves closest to the street so they can protect the girl if they're like in any any danger. 
That reminded me sort of of Jack putting himself, or no, Jack putting Rose above himself for the flood. You know, all out there. But in the end, Jack loves Rose so much that he sacrificed himself by volunteering to stay in the freezing water and have her be on the floating door. Loved her till the very minute that he died. That is consistence, everyone. But moving on from one of the most epic love stories into another one. A movie that I watched probably like a month ago for the first time. Sure, cheesy rom-com, whatever, whatever. But it's more than that. I mean, please. Girls like chick flicks for a reason. Why? And what are we talking about? We're talking about The Notebook. Noah and Allie's romance. So, just like Titanic, Noah saw Allie. He got a crush on her, you know, became infatuated with her, and was persistent on asking her out until she said yes. From the minute he laid eyes on her, his eyes were only on her. He tried to woo her. He was also charming, like, uh, what's his face, like Jack, now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, oh my gosh, I say that one of the things that I like the most in a guy is if he's charming. If, you know, he knows his way around his words, like these characters do. Wow, I'm discovering stuff about myself that maybe movies have influenced me. But, moving on from that. Um, him and Allie had a passionate romance from their first date and onwards. They were totally in, what is it? They were totally in puppy love and in a honeymoon phase for a while. They saw they had differences. The movie told us that they fought quite often, but those differences didn't amount to much because of their love for each other. They chose to let those differences subside because of the love they had for each other. Now, when they're forced apart because of Allie going to college, Noah didn't stop thinking about her, nor did he stop pining after her. He wrote a letter to her every day for, I forgot how long, probably like over a year. Uh, He wrote a letter to her, pining after her, yearning after her love. It wasn't about the physical. It was because he was in love with her personality, her persona, her being. But years after, or, but years and years go by, and Noah's feelings for Allie were and continue to be strong, and he didn't really date nor consider other women. Okay, and so then people are, who watch a movie were like, oh, well, okay, yes, he was having sex with someone else during their time apart, but that was more to subside the loneliness that he had, maybe try to move on from Allie because he didn't hear back from her, but... He was still depressed because he was in love with her, and she's the one who got away, the love of his life. All of his energy was put into getting her, thinking about her. So, when Allie came back into his life, he fought for their love and the connection that they share. He was respectful, yes, kinda, of her being engaged, but... He waited for the right time to profess his feelings, to talk about them again. Then, you know, they have the epic uh, poster scene of them making out in the rain, whatever. 
So, moving fast forwarding on to the finale or to the ending, when we see Allie and Noah when they're old, Noah does everything possible to take care of Allie when she gets Alzheimer's. He's patient, loyal, and still filled with so much love for his wife. He makes adjustments in his life and sacrifices his own happiness and feelings just to be near her and make sure she's properly taken care of. His kids, or their kids, come to visit them at the nursing home at the end of the movie. And and the kids are talking to Noah, saying like, oh, you can leave her here. You know, she's... Uh, like too far gone now there's more bad days than there are good like sure you can come visit her but like for your own happiness maybe you should just leave her at the nursing home and try to like come live with us or something like that but he was satisfied staying at the nursing home because he was near Allie he wanted to do everything within his power to protect her and to make sure that she's happy like Titanic, sacrificing what he wanted, or his safety, his, and you know, everything, for the girl. Now, what do these two movies have in common? The effort and the loyalty. You know, starting to see a little pattern. But moving on from TV shows, we're gonna go to... (laughs) Moving on from movies... We're going to go to TV shows, another form of media. So, one of the most classic, talked about sitcoms ever, The Office, Jim Pam relationship. So, uh, from the first episode of this series, it's shown that Jim has a crush on Pam. It's not like it grows over time, like he's already in the super big crush phase. You know, Pam's engaged, but she's subconsciously flirting with Jim. But she's trying to pass it off as friendship. Uh, Jim's respectful of Pam's boundaries, knowing she's engaged, but fulfills Pam's emotional needs that Roy isn't giving. You know, sort of like from New Girl, an emotional fluffer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Where what she's not getting from Roy, she's getting from her relationship her friendship with Jim. You know, she can talk to Jim, open up, versus it seems like she's walking around eggshells with Roy. Um, so Jim is shown that he'd do anything to make Pam happy, despite if it hurts himself. See? See all the connection here? I know. Uh, Jim tries to move on, you know, with Karen, and even moves to a different city in order to protect his feelings when Roy and, Pam, Roy and Pam's wedding is quickly approaching. But he, di- he just can't stop having the feelings he does for Pam. You know, it's just always there for him, a la The Notebook. After a long time, the feelings just can't stop. So in the end, through love, patience, and perseverance... Pam and Jim end up together. And, you know, right now this reminds me of a saying that for a relationship to work, men need to love the women. And talking heterosexual relationships, because I'm straight, I don't think I really have the point of view to talk about LGBTQ relationships. But anyway, 
you know, this is just boy-girl relationships that we're talking about right now. Um, but it reminds me of that saying. And, you know, it could be controversial because, oh, you each partner needs to put in 50-50. But the thing about that is that there are huge differences in ways that men go into love and romance versus women. Women usually need to protect themselves from men's intentions because most because a lot of men's intentions are, oh, I need to be satiated now and then I'll just ghost the person. I don't want to commit to this person because I'm not emotionally available, it's too much for me, I'm young, whatever, whatever, versus women are more likely to be or to commit to want romance rather than just you know having sex doing the physical but I mean don't get me wrong there's plenty of women who are like vice versa with that and men who you know will commit but overall women are the ones who seem to put more of an effort more of their all into a relationship so that's where the saying comes from that men need to be more into the woman than women need to be into men for it to actually be equal. And that's sort of what it seems like with Jim and Pam. Because, you know, Jim was all in. Like, pretty or pretty much. Yeah, he was all in from when they were uh in when they started going into a relationship because he said that he bought an engagement ring a week after they started dating. I think it was a week. Anyway, <laughs> that's what, you know, I digress. Okay, so moving on to the last example of TV, Gilmore Girls. So then you're thinking like, oh, what's the one true epic romance isn't that? Is it Rory? And Dean, uh, people are laughing over there. Rory and Dean, maybe in the first season, but who, you know, we're not going to get into that. But no, 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 not Rory at all. It's Luke and Lorelai. So Luke has a crush on Lorelai, but she doesn't really reciprocate those feelings. It's shown at times that she may, but nothing really ever comes of it until later. So despite this, Luke sits there with the feelings he has for her and uh, supports her in all of her endeavors, including dating. He's there to sit in you know, Luke's diner with her and hear her vent over men, over her uh, life, like at the hotel or just any problems that she has. And even though... Uh, even though Luke still has feelings for Lorelai, he takes the pain that it comes or that comes from her talking about uh, the men just because he likes her that much. Luke is always and and going on from that, Luke is always there to help not only Lorelai but Rory. Since Rory's dad isn't really in her life, you know, on and off, Luke is a male role model and support system for her. So, 
I mean, if that doesn't make him more of a swoon-worthy guy for Lorelai, you know, like, because he's not even in a relationship with her, but it's shown that he loves her daughter and that he's there to, you know, like I said, be a support system for her. Let's see. Okay, so Luke is the person that Lorelai goes to when she's in trouble or just for anything that she needs, any emotional needs, you know, like he goes over to her house to like fix anything that's wrong. But Luke, okay, so concluding with this, Luke is not a person who wears his heart on his sleeve. So he lays low with his feelings and does not profess that he likes Lorelai for a long time. However, when he finally gets the courage to say how he feels about Lorelai, he is completely all in and committed to only loving and taking care of her. Uh, that scene that they have where they're talking, where they've been dating for a little while, Luke and Lorelai, they're at a restaurant and then he, he was being emotionally vulnerable and communicative, talking to her saying, I just want to let you know I'm all in, you know, no bullshit. And it's not a thing. Like I was talking about before with men being noncommittal, it's not a thing in uh, real life that a lot of men do. Therefore, putting women's perception of what love should be on a pretty high bar. All right, so the last form of media that we're going to be talking about is social media. So... It seems like most people posting on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, or just social media in general are in a relationship, have a partner. Right now, July 12th, 2023, it seems to be happening all the time. This is what it seems to be like. The videos or posts don't even have to be about the significant other. More times than not, they, uh, they are always mentioned. You know, example, my boyfriend said this to me today. My girlfriend wants to go to eat, doesn't know where to go. It's always in passing that they mention their partner. And that subtly puts in people's heads the more and more they watch these posts or they watch these videos, see these posts, that it seems like a majority of people are in a relationship. Um, so social media is about showing the best sides and version of yourself in your life. So when there are posts about partners, it's usually about how loving, sweet, and caring they are, and how lucky the person is to have them. You know, the dream perfect relationship. You go on TikTok and you see something where like a couple's cuddling, whatever, go into the comments and be like, oh, it's my turn to sleep on the road tonight. Oh, I'm going to finally try putting toaster in my bath, whatever, whatever. Making people upset because they don't have this love, this romance in their life. When in actuality, that's probably not a real representation of what the couple's relationship is to begin with. You know, they're showing the best side of themselves, the best parts of their relationship, not the whole. So it's because of constant posts like this that make women expect, or that, yeah, make women expect to be treated in the same way when they get, when or if they get into relationships. 
And if they're single, it only makes them feel worse for not having romantic love or intimacy in their lives. Seeing people in passing, talking about their significant other, being committed, having romance when you have none, it makes you feel even more lonely. Or even if you weren't before, it points out the lack of romantic love that you may have in your life. So, final thoughts on this whole subject. These media examples of romance make women expect and yearn to have loyalty, romantic gestures, and unconditional love because time and again they've seen these movies, these TV show couples that they want to model their love life around. You know, from all the examples that I talked about, the main thing that, well, okay, hold on. Before I get to that, these expectations aren't unreasonable. They, you know, I'm talking about like, oh, media is making women be bitter and jaded because they don't have this level of effort that uh, these other women are in these fictional TV shows. You know what? I I think that they deserve to be a little bitter and jaded because it is hard to date. Ugh, you know, I, I could get into a whole tangent on that. But, uh, moving on. Uh, however, having movie-like romances slash protagonistic romantic guy characters is not very realistic. You know, like, even though they may want to have these dreamlike romances, even from the st- stuff that they see on, uh, on TikTok, on Instagram, Snapchat, videos, anywhere they see, it's just not realistic to expect to find, mm, to find that soon, I would say. I wouldn't say that you shouldn't expect it at all, but it's sort of like the thing of you'll kiss a thousand frogs to find your one prince. So usually it takes a while to find the person who is willing to do these things. Um, it's not that women are asking for all men to act like as if they were in a rom-com. Please, it's cheesy, you know? No. Nor do all women want guys exactly like this. You know, like, I've heard people say, like, oh, this guy, he's too nice. He's too nice for me. I want, you know, someone who maybe, like, wants to push back. Reminds me of Jaden Beck from Victoria's. (gasps) You don't know me? Oh, the song? Oh, my gosh. If the people know what I'm talking about from that one episode where Jade and Beck break up and then Beck, or no, Jade sings, you don't know me, saying, if you push me, I'll push you back harder. See, some people want relationships like that, but nonetheless, um, women usually, or women are looking for effort. And, you know, that's a thing to sort of let you, or seep into your mind effort. They want someone who will text them first, who 
you know, that they aren't the only ones who have to say good morning. They want someone who would say good morning, ask how you are, ask what you're interested in, how's work going, how's school, um, hug you when you're crying, give you flowers, just because. You know, and this may seem, to guys, this may seem like, oh, wow, that's really going above and beyond. This is like Valentine's Day sort of stuff. No. This is just showing that you like the person and putting effort into a relationship. So, in conclusion, women should not lower their standards. Men should just be better. (laughs) That's the thing. Men should just be better with the effort. And I'm not saying that women are on this high pedestal, that they are that they cannot do any wrong in relationships. Please, they can cheat, they can abuse, they can lie, they can do all of these things that men can. I'm just saying from my perspective and from the perspective of other women that I've talked to, they all seem to have common problems when it comes to men in relationships. So even though I could talk and talk and talk about this, I could go into more detail, I'd probably have more to say if I was talking to someone else. These are the bullet points of what I wanted to talk about with media and how it influences women's perception of love and romance. Thanks for listening.